SEP Fanfic Readings presents Accidental Proposal by C.J. Red. Chapter 18 Slide The next week for Hermione flew by in a haze of activity. She had two hours of tea with Bop every day, where Pansy also took the time to teach her how to be the perfect little Barbie doll of a pure-blood witch. Ginny, bless her, showed up every day to be tortured as well. Not that Hermione minded the extra time with Bop. She adored that elf. But Pansy was the taskmaster from hell. "'She's as bad as Snape,' Ginny whispered the second day. Surprisingly, news of the tea lessons spread around the school, and most of the upper-class girls who were not from pure-blood families made their way over to Hermione to ask if they could sit in on the lessons as well. Professor McGonagall at first had scoffed when Hermione had brought the list of girls wanting to meet with Bop and Pansy to learn proper etiquette. But after Hermione had lectured her for a good half-hour on all of the things that were important to wizarding society she had been left ignorant of due to her upbringing, the old woman had sat back, stunned, and then called Bop and Pansy in to ask if they would mind teaching all of the sixth- and seventh-year girls wizarding etiquette classes every Saturday for the rest of the year. Pansy had been so shocked it had taken her a few minutes to start negotiating terms. Hermione had been impressed that Pansy hadn't wanted anything for herself— but rather extra incentives for the house-elves, who would be needed to make the lessons work. Professor McGonagall had ended up hiring four elves, as well as Pansy Parkinson as the new Hogwarts etiquette party. That night in the common room, Pansy was still looking a bit shocked. "'How many did you say approached you?' Pansy asked for the third time. It was just the witches, as the guys were out working on quitted strategies. Seventeen, Hermione repeated, looking up from the essay she was proofreading for Tracy. Pansy snorted and sat back, crossing her arms. Amazing! Daphne shrugged. Not really. I always wondered why no one thought to teach such a class to Muggleborns and such. Tracy nodded from her corner on the couch. I think it's really great. That was the biggest thing I had to deal with when my father finally remarried. I hadn't been taught all this stuff, and my stepmother was horrified. I spent the entire summer before Hogwarts with her house-elf eight hours a day. Pansy nodded her face thoughtfully. "'Well, I expect you two to help me figure out a lesson plan. "'I don't want to forget something important.' "'Hermione looked up with a small smirk. "'I doubt you could, Pansy.' "'Daphne chuckled but nodded enthusiastically. "'We will help, won't we, Tracy?' "'Tracy smiled. "'Of course. "'Tea parties are simply my favourite thing in the world.' "'Hermione laughed. "'See, that sounded so sincere. "'And I know you hate tea.' "'Tracy winked. "'Watch and learn, Hermione.' Watch and learn. By Friday afternoon, Hermione was dressed the part, and sitting with a straight back and a napkin in her lap daintily sipping tea from fine china, while Pansy did her best to piss her off. "'You must be so thankful to know that you come from a proper family, dear,' Hermione smiled politely and said in a calm tone. "'I am very grateful to have found Theodore. "'And to think you had to be raised with filth your whole life! The horror!' Hermione just nodded, lowering her eyes, so Pansy couldn't see them flash with anger. "'Hm,' she said noncommittally. "'I am so excited for you to set up house here at the manor after your wedding. You aren't thinking of working. Perish the thought!' Hermione smirked. "'Pansy, if she brings up us living in the manor, it's Draco you need to worry about, not me.' Pansy snorted, and dropped her sugary-sweet fake sissy voice. "'Oh, I know.' I have already talked to him, but stop stalling. What will you say? Hermione sighed. 
We haven't decided where we will live, nor have I settled on my plans for my career after graduation. Pansy nodded. And? Hermione rolled her eyes. And it is really not up to her, so mind her own damn business. Hermione! Pansy said in exasperation. Hermione grinned. And I thank her for her interest and will endeavor to keep her informed. Pansy smirked and nodded, leaning back. Good. Now, let's practice diverting the conversation. She raised an eyebrow at her friend and said sternly, Certainly. Hermione grimaced but nodded, and they spent the next hour rehearsing how she could divert Narcissa Malfoy from causing poor Draco from avadaing her. I still think you better leave your wands behind, Pansy said as they left a humming bop behind to clean up the tea. Hermione sighed. Wandless magic, Pansy. I don't need a wand to make the woman suffer, and I assure you she can't be any worse than wearing that horcrux was. Pansy scoffed. You haven't had tea with her yet. Hermione shook her head and stretched as they made it to their dorms. I want a nap before you wake me up to torture me so that I can be picture perfect for my date. Pansy nodded at her, looking over. That's a good idea. Take a nap and a bath. Hermione groaned and stomped into the bathroom, filling the tub with fragrant bubbles. She did doze a bit between shaving her legs and underarms and washing her hair. But she was startled out of her calm by Pansy waltzing into the room with a handful of products and her wand. "'All right, lazy, let's go,' Pansy said, glowering at her. "'He is taking you to a well-known restaurant in Diagon Alley. Your sweet secret date was cancelled by that ginger-headed prat. Now you have to be seen. So come on, out with you.' Hermione banged her head a few times against the back of the tub. "'I hate you so much right now,' she muttered mutinously. Pansy waved her off. "'Don't hate the messenger.' Come on, out. An hour later, Hermione was doing the best she could to stay calm in the face of total chaos around her. Daphne, Tracy, Ginny, and even Cho Chang had shown up to get her ready to face what she considered to be certain doom. Her hair was glossed down and in perfect waves. Her eyebrows had been shaped, her nails and toenails painted, her body had been scrubbed and buffed and polished. She basically had no modesty left and she was currently waiting for them to decide on her lip-stain color, while she waited in her slip and thigh-high stockings. No one seemed to think she needed a robe. "'I just think the soft pink would really work better,' Cho said seriously. "'Her eyes are so bold with the liner,' Daphne said, frowning her over. "'I just can't decide.' "'Do I get a say?' Hermione asked in a dry tone. All five girls said no at the same time and the great lip-stain debate raged on until someone pointed out they were going to be late if they didn't get her dressed. "'Pink!' Pansy said suddenly. "'Let's just go with a soft pink!' Hermione tried not to roll her eyes, as that was what they had suggested twenty minutes ago, and then decided to argue over. "'But it could be too much pink! Her nails and blush!' Tracy said, chewing her lower lip. "'Oh, her shoes are pink, too!' Cho said, and then shook her head. "'No, better be the blush rose!' "'Oh, for goodness sake!' Hermione said in exasperation, as they started up the debate all over again. When she was finally allowed to leave the bathroom, having not even gotten a chance to look at herself, she was ready to hex Draco, and it wasn't even his fault. Theo walked down the hall with a frown. "'What the hell is taking so long? They have reservations to keep, Pansy!' Hermione turned and watched her brother almost fall over as he got a look at her. "'What in Merlin's pants have they done to you?' Hermione counted to ten to not scream at him. "'I have been plucked, scrubbed, buffed, shoved into rather uncomfortable shoes, and just endured what felt like an hour to bait over my lip stain. 
If you don't get me out of their clutches immediately, I will not be responsible for my actions. Theo looked at her and then started laughing, grabbing her hand. Sorry, sis, but you look real nice if that's any consolation. After three hours of this, I had better, Hermione muttered murderously. Draco had his back to her, but she could see he was dressed in a beautiful soft gray suit. When he turned around, she felt her breath catch. He looked stunning, and his eyes were so beautiful against the color of his suit. He had on a crisp white dress shirt and a dark gray tie. "'I found your date,' Theo said playfully. "'Had to rescue her. She's under all this makeup somewhere.' Hermione knew she was flushing, but Draco smiled at her. "'I don't see that much makeup, Theo. I see a rather beautiful witch in a stunning dress.' Hermione smiled at him gratefully, and waited as he walked over and then took her hand, bowing over it to kiss her. "'The hair's different,' Theo said in a grumbling tone. Draco sighed, and then he turned her so that he could look at her hair. It's gorgeous. And then he leaned in to whisper in her ear. But I rather prefer it wild. Save that look for me, hmm? Hermione bit her lip and got lost in his gaze until Pansy broke them away from each other. None of that until after you're photographed. Drake, get going. You have a schedule to keep, Pansy said, moving out with all the girls and handing Hermione her coat. Draco picked his coat up from the couch and smiled at the witches, who looked immensely pleased with themselves as they looked over the couple. "'My beauty squad,' Hermione said, shaking her head as Draco saluted Pansy, and grabbed Hermione's hand. "'We are taking a port key to the restaurant. They will get pictures of us in the lobby, but we will have a private table, and then we will take a walk around Diagon Alley so that they can get a few more shots of us,' Draco said, his tone a bit forced. Hermione sighed but nodded. Theo said you struck a deal with them so that we would be left alone most of the night. Draco nodded and pulled out a piece of parchment that must be their port key. Thirty seconds, he said softly. Hermione closed her eyes as she waited for the pull of the port key, listening to Pansy and her brother bicker over something behind them. When she felt herself pulled along, she held tighter to Draco's hand and opened her eyes as the noise changed. Where are we? she asked, looking around. Just a side room to the restaurant. Draco said, with a small grin moving her hand to his lips. Ready? As I ever will be, Hermione said, composing her face with a soft smile. When they walked out, it was general chaos outside the restaurant, and a man in a tux waiting for them with a slightly harassed expression. Ah, Mr. Malfoy and Miss Nott. So happy for you to be joining us tonight, the man said with a bow. Hermione worked on not turning to look at the flashing lights coming in through the glass of the restaurant, and instead smiled at the man, who was now gesturing for them to follow them to their seat. "'I didn't know the Prophet had so many photographers,' she said quietly as they were seated. Draco nodded and scooted his chair closer to hers. "'I think there might also just be random people out there, too,' he said a bit worried. Hermione closed her eyes and shook her head. "'We couldn't really go anywhere just after the war, Harry, Ron, and I.' she said with a small frown. Everyone wanted pictures. It was utterly ridiculous. Draco sighed and grabbed her hand. It will be fine. The Ministry is sending people out to manage the chaos, and if it looks unsafe, we will just go back to the castle. Hermione sighed and nodded, looking at her menu, and keeping a hold of his hand. Won't that ruin the photo op, though? Draco snorted softly. Your safety is a bit more important. She blew out a raspberry at him. I could just hex them all. He chuckled and squeezed her hand. I had better feed you. Clearly you are vindictive when hungry. Hermione threw back her head, laughing at this, causing Draco to laugh as well. 
When the waiter arrived, they ordered, and then scooted closer to whisper and talk about their week. Draco was impressed that she had gone to the headmistress about the etiquette classes, and Hermione attempted to understand the new play they had invented for the Slytherin Quidditch team. Thankfully, Draco wasn't upset at her when she absolutely failed to grasp the concept and changed the subject to the potion they were working on that week that was rather tricky. They shared their meals. Hermione had ordered ravioli, while Draco had ordered the Parmesan chicken. For dessert, they split a piece of lemon cake. When it was time to stand up and take their stroll, Hermione took a deep breath before she allowed him to pull out her chair and help her into her coat. As they approached the front of the restaurant, she cuddled into his side. "'This seems utterly bonkers,' she said seriously as they headed out into the sea of humanity. Draco nodded, pulling her closer into his side. "'I agree. I don't think we will be doing this again.' Hermione ducked her head as people yelled and jostled around them. "'Such a nice quiet evening,' she said with a slight smirk. Draco chuckled and turned them down a side street that had jewelry shops. This caused Hermione to laugh loudly. "'Are we window shopping?' Draco gave her a smirk. Might as well. Should make for a good photo op. They can try to figure out what you are asking me to buy you. Hermione shook her head. Oh, no. I am a knot. I can buy my own jewels. Draco shook his head but chuckled. That will make Theo rather happy. She sighed. I used his money to buy all my clothes when in Paris. He almost fainted. He was so excited. Draco grinned at her. You can buy as many dresses as you want with my gold, too, sweetheart. Hermione grinned at him. I'm sure Pansy will take advantage of that. It was her, after all, who secured Theo's gold for the past shopping trip. She's a smart girl, Pansy, Draco said in a whisper as people moved in closer to them. Hermione nodded and looked in the window at the display of diamonds. Those are pretty, she said, pointing at the diamonds in front of them. A set of earrings was made into three star clusters, each one smaller as they went down. They must be heavy, though. Draco leaned closer to her and whispered seductively, "'Magic. They would be light as a feather.' Hermione shivered and felt a smile tug at her lips before she whispered back, "'Now would you know? Do you wear earrings when you are alone?' Draco looked stunned for a second before he hugged her to him and laughed, leaning down to kiss the top of her head. "'Witty, aren't you?' Hermione smiled and allowed him to wrap his arm around her as they continued on. She was in a pale, peach-wool cloak that went to mid-calf, with a warming charm, but was starting to get a little cold, so she snuggled closer to Draco, who had on a dark green cloak himself. "'Cold?' he asked as they left what must have been the jewelry district. "'A bit. How much longer are we on display for?' He shrugged. "'We can leave whenever you wish. We are operating back.' Hermione smiled as she looked into his grey eyes that seemed to shine tonight. "'Can we go, then?' I would much rather cuddle up with you in the common room with our friends than let them take fifty more pictures of us. Draco smiled down at her, and wrapping his arm around her, he anchored her to him before he apparated them to the gates outside Hogwarts. When they landed, she smiled up at him, and then leaned up to kiss him. What was that for? He asked, not letting her go. Because I don't want to hex my brother when he acts like a git if we kiss in the common room. Draco smiled widely and pulled her up again so that his lips were just over hers. I like how you think. Then he was kissing her, and forgot that she was cold, that they were outside of the castle and anyone could see them, and that she should probably not tease the poor man. Instead, she wrapped her arms around his waist inside his jacket and kissed him for all she was worth. When they finally came up for air, Draco shook his head. 
You make me crazy. Hermione giggled and took his hand, pulling him down the lane towards the castle. On the plus side, I remember I made sure there was no clause about this in our contract, so you don't have to stay crazy until the wedding night. Draco hissed as he followed after her. Not helping, Hermione. He said seriously as she laughed happily and pulled him into the castle and over to a broom closet to do some more kissing before they made their way back to the common room.